Michael. Inside her head, Charlie screamed his name over and over, desperately. Out loud, she urgently whispered it under the cover of the commotion as Spivey was dragged, shouting and fighting, from the room. Michael didn't answer. There was nothing from him. No sign, no sound. Spookville. Had he been hurtled into it again? That was the fear that made her go cold all over. But even if Michael had been yanked away to that horrible netherworld, at this moment, in this place, surrounded by people as she was, there was simply nothing Charlie could do. The first finger of her right hand was bloody and torn. It burned and throbbed and ached. She was so on edge with mounting anxiety that she barely noticed the pain as she was helped to the infirmary. Nearly every bed in the main ward was filled, and she could feel the eyes of the inmates and guards and orderlies, all of whom were male, following her as she was handed over to Dr. Creason. By the time he had finished treating her, the injury was the least of Charlie's concerns. She was beside herself with anxiety. Her heart hammered. She felt like she was about to jump out of her skin. And not, as Creason clearly assumed, because she'd just been brutally attacked by a serial killer. She didn't like to think what it said about the screwed-up nature of her existence, but the sad truth was that being attacked by random serial killers was starting to seem like just one more day in her extremely sucky life. At this point, Spivey was of no more importance to her than a mosquito that had bitten her, even if she could still hear him screaming not so far away. Having been strapped down to a stretcher and rushed into a special locked ward, just yards from where Charlie now sat on a molded plastic chair in one of the small examination rooms off the main part of the infirmary, Spivey was howling like a werewolf. Clearly the drugs pumping into his veins to sedate him were slow to take effect. At any other time, Charlie would have found the sounds he made chilling. Right now, though, she was beyond being chilled by anything the corporeal world could throw at her. She had bigger problems, cosmically bigger problems. Michael. She was a quivering bundle of nerves because a good twenty minutes had passed without so much as a glimmer from him. No sound, nothing. She knew there was no way he would have left her like that of his own accord. Through the open door of the treatment room she was in, she watched two inmates in blue trustee jumpsuits mopping the slick gray floor of the admitting area. The trustees were inmates nearing the end of their sentences who had earned the provisional trust of the guards and thus were given more freedom within the prison, as well as more responsible jobs that required minimal supervision. She watched them mop, listened to Spivey's screaming that all but drowned out other more ordinary sounds, such as a distant TV and the whir of hospital machinery, and felt the sting of her damaged finger, all without being more than peripherally aware of any of it. The thought that Michael had been sucked up into the horror that was Spookville, never to return, 
was becoming all-consuming. If she wasn't careful, if God forbid it proved to be true, it would tear her apart inside.